The following is the Women's Liberation Music Hour, presented by Phoenix on WLRN. Greetings, sisters. This is Phoenix. And as a well-respected, radical feminist sister of mine says, I am full of fury. She says this when she gets tongue-tied in the face of this state of atrocity we live in. I don't even know right now how to get the words together. When I try, I sputter syllables and saliva and sobs. There's just so much to be furious about all the time that I often have to lose focus on it. Then there are those moments when the defenses fall, you know what I mean? And I, and I hear something that just stabs me in the heart, and I want to destroy something. The most recent stab came when I heard how none of the caregivers in charge of any of the separated immigrant children are permitted to touch them. So that means since May, at least since May, thousands of children have been separated from their parents at the border and then left in custody of adults who cannot console them. I cannot even say what is boiling underneath my skin at that thought. So I've been listening to Mala Rodriguez, who you hear in the background. She wraps her rage in this song, and while her lyrics aren't saying the words that I'm feeling, the rage in her voice does. So, but I cannot stay here with you in my rage. Not right now, not in this moment. It won't get us anywhere. I want to see if I can offer something else for us this next hour. Something else for us and for the immigrant children right now. I'm suggesting we do magic, serious magic, through time and space to reach these children through music. I've selected songs in Spanish to soothe and console and touch, to travel into the ears of those vulnerable children and tender, tender, tender children, particularly the girls, many who in large numbers are not being seen in footage of the detention places and who may be missing, stolen, trafficked, disappeared. And though not all the children speak Spanish, some, some, many speak their Mayan languages from Guatemala. My intent is that the language of caressing rhythm and the touch of tenderness in these canciones de cuna, these cradle songs, reach them through the sound of the airwaves. And if this is too out there, for you sisters that's okay please just simply enjoy whatever soothing effect this music has on your own restlessness and pain if you'd like I'm lighting a candle however with the clear knowing that what we do 
makes a difference. And as Holly Near says, I am open and I am willing. For to be hopeless would seem so strange. It dishonors those who go before us. And so with the energy of all of those who have gone before us and know these times, for these times have existed since the beginning of patriarchal invasions. So with the energy of all of that, I offer this next hour as a source of comfort and care to those who are not being touched. Blessed be.
Y su llanto, como sufrió por ella y a 
desde en su muerte la fue llamando ay, 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 ay. cantaba ay, negros 
Cielito lindo de contrabando Ay, 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 ay Canta y no llores Porque cantando se aleja lindo los corazones
mososito pico de You are listening to WLRN.
Sana, sana, colita de rana. Si no sana soy, sanarás mañana. There, there, little frog's tail. If today you don't heal, tomorrow you will. There's a river in all of my favorite songs A yearning so sweet deep and wide An old boat on the shore With a couple of oars To take you to the other side And if I had a river And I had a song I would sail off into the blue I'd set out tonight In the Shenandoah light And I'd sing this song for you There's a broken heart in everyone I think I know how hard it can be All the dreams that have died All the stories that lie All the sorrow that won't let you be And if I was a painter I'd make you a day 
For tuning in. We're almost at the end of our hour together, sisters, and I would like to share a story by Carolyn Hillier called Rebellion at the House of Rivers from her incredible new CD as an offering of inspiration to us as sisters in fury. May the tides of our ever-growing fury propel us into being brave in ways we never imagined ourselves being, in the name of revolt and female liberation. Blessed be. Rebellion at the House of Rivers Women had been arriving for many days to the House of Rivers. They all felt the growing agitation in the air and a general restlessness in the earth. As for what was happening to the streams and pools and springs, it was far beyond their experience. At the House of Rivers, the women congregated and discussed the situation. They sat in clusters by the hearth pits, becoming in turn curious, anxious, furious, frightened. They wondered if other women higher up between the mountains or lower down across the plains were meeting in their river houses. They understood that something was coming but they could not pin those feelings into a solid fact. The oldest hags mostly stayed watchful. They listened to the tumult of words being offered at the fires, and they witnessed as the women navigated precarious rapids of emotion. Sometimes, one hag among them would cast a handful of careful thoughts into the discussion. Occasionally, a few of them wandered over to the doorway of the House of Rivers, and stared upstream a while, 
then returned to their places, still attentive to the swirl of conversation around the hearth pits. Quiet Nani was one of the very oldest. She did not go to the doorway, but remained sitting at the fire, her eyes closed so that her own world could be hidden. She did not speak so that her mind could stay filled with dreams and poetry. Nani did not want to think about the agitation and the restlessness. She was content to let them circulate like small whispering waves around her. Then one day, when the oldest hags peered through the doorway, they realised the waters that ran below the mound on which the House of Rivers squatted were on the rise. The changing level grew slowly at first, then suddenly climbed fast. Soon the river was in full spate, its banks dissolving into a dense soup of soil and drowned reeds and whirling pebbles. Everyone responded urgently to the warning cries of the old hags, and they raced out, sliding and slipping down the slope to the valley floor. Only quiet Nani stayed dreaming in the river house. But, eventually, such was the commotion that even she roused herself and went to look outside. The riverbed was gone, pulled up and scattered far into the flow. The narrow plank bridges, the walkways and dipping pools were all dismantled by the loud water. Women stood along the shifting edges of the bank, signalling and shouting out to each other above the roar. Then someone pointed up towards the distant mountains. There was a white wall advancing down the narrow gorge, a cresting wave of sound and fury riding above the flooding river and filling the valley as it came. The women scrambled towards the mound, desperately helping each other up to the safety of higher ground. From there they watched the wall approach. They stared into the cresting wave and realised there were other women in the water, many of them skimming like logs inside the foam. In that moment the sisters at the House of Rivers knew exactly what to pin their feelings to. They understood precisely what was heading down towards them in the flood. And as the wall drew near, as it rushed beside the mound... One by one, each of those sisters stepped forward and flung herself into the flow. Every one of them was carried away by the water, until only quiet Nani still stood outside the river house. The poetry and dreams in Nani's head were quickly discarding their former haze and snapping into clear focus, discovering real power where previously they had been happy with tenuous beauty. Quiet Nani witnessed the solidity of that astounding wall made up of women and water, and she became less afraid of the limitations of her old body and less inclined to be trapped by the anxieties of her old heart. We did this, thought Nani. We are making this happen. Suddenly she was hobbling very fast towards the bubbling crest, and with all her strength and will and courage, quiet Nani leapt into the flood. Nani skimmed into the water like a twig. Her bones were light, her skin was thinly filled, and she found, after some initial confusion with her limbs, that if she kept her back rigid and her arms close to her side, she could bob along above the gushing flow quite easily. 
All around her, other women were also working out how to ride the river. Some were linked together in rings and lines, others were speeding along like solitary, determined arrows. Occasionally, someone would get caught inside a spinning eddy or behind a dam of roots. Then there would be a logjam of women all holding on to each other until their combined weight cleared the blockage and everyone would be whirled off again into the flow. And beneath it all, the river sang. It sang with the insistent clatter of gravel and the protesting pummel of stones and the fierce resounding resistance of boulders all rolling forward in the water's force. Quiet Nani surfing through the foam could hear it all, and she could also hear the dip and rise of women's songs being threaded through the water. They sang with the gathering gravels of hope and the transforming stones of justice and the great unstoppable boulders of truth. Being careful to keep her mouth above the surface, Nani allowed her voice to join the songs of water and women. She released her dreams and poetry into the flood, where they were absorbed into the glorious, fluid mass of the river rebellion. The great river and its tributaries grew beyond anyone's imagining that day. As the wall of water descended the many miles towards the coast, more and more women, watching from the shifting banks, took courage and felt compelled to leap into the cresting wave. Every valley, from the far-off mountains to the distant shores, rang with the rushing force of all those rebellious songs. And when at last, days later, the flooding river reached the sea, it relaxed and rested there, its urgency slowly dissolving into the briny waves while 1,000 women were gently deposited onto sandbanks and kelp-strewn skerries, where they helped each other up and warmed each other's hands and listened to the mighty echoed roar of women and water still resounding out to the horizon. Quiet Nani, wrapped now in her sister's arms, heard it too. Her mind was sparkling with crystalline dreams and frosted poetry, her lips were quivering with shining words eager to be released into the air. Quiet Nani, the oldest hag from the House of Rivers, got to her feet and spoke to the women gathered near her. We did this, and we'll do it again. Over and again, and maybe forever, we will make our river rebellion. Until the solidity of water and women has changed the shape of the ocean, until the force of our songs has cleared the silt from the estuaries, until the power of our gravel and boulders has swept away the banks that contain us, then we will all ride the tides that are equal and free. And the glistening words of quiet Nani fell onto the brave faces and strong shoulders and creative hands of her sisters, like encouraging rain. There's a river.
Thank you again, sisters, for lending your powerful will to send magic of comfort and promise to all the children in despair and distress, particularly the missing girls. As I said before, there is no doubt in me that we have made a difference. And while there is now mandated reunification between parents and children in the weeks to come, there is no guarantee, of course, that the predator-in-chief won't craft some other atrocity to prevent this or something worse. So I keep calling on the Amazons, day in, day out, she who protects that which has been nurtured and sustained. It's what I can do. It's what we all can do in addition to our marching and our letter writing and our phone calls and our continuing raging, allowing our fury to fuel us and the fight. So take good care and I'll catch you next month. I'll end with Holly Near's song, I Am Willing. Again, I continue to affirm the river of birds, women with wings, labrys wielding wings, coming to all those children. Blessed be.
It dishonors those who go. 